Welcome to Being Experiential Podcasting. I'm Bethany Evans, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Aaron Pruitt. And today we have two amazing guests who I have had the honor of knowing for a few years now, kind of indirectly. Um, and so we are continuing with our Breaking the Shame series because we read Pussy a Reclamation. So if you haven't listened to that book club series, go back and listen because it was powerful and amazing. So out of that, we realized as women, we carry a lot of shame in so many different areas of our life. Um, and we have Shauna and Sydney here today. So Shauna and Sydney, welcome. Thank you guys for being here. Well, thanks for having us. Thank you so much. We're so excited. Awesome. So, so they have created a program called Body I Love You. And so if you hadn't guessed already, they are breaking the shame uh, that we have with our bodies, the relationship we have with our bodies. And um, so we're going to talk to them about that and how they came to create it and the work that they do. So I'm super excited. I know this is really <laughs> Me too. Exciting. Shut up. Take it away. <laughs> I'm excited to talk to adults that are not. <laughs> yes. Privilege. <laughs> she, she currently has a beautiful little baby on her, on her boobie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your baby's name? Leia. Leia. Leia? Leo. Oh, okay. Leo. Oh, okay. Leo. I thought it was Leo. Oh my God. Look how cute he is. Oh. <laughs> and how old drunk. is he's how many, how old is he? Five weeks. Five weeks. Ugh. Oh, I know. I just get like, so. <laughs> I get so like, oh, I'm glad it's done. Like, <laughs> I had one and I was already like, oh, okay. That was like my favorite part, the baby part and the breastfeeding was like one of my favorite aspects of motherhood so far. My mom, uh, my sister has three and uh, intuitive read her one time and she goes, oh, you're like mother earth. But then when they hit like six, you were like, take them away. And she's like, yes. You kept having them because you love the baby. And then when they start getting older, you're like, oh, I have to do this three times. <laughs> kind of an asshole now. Like, what do I, I know, do with And her first one was like, yeah. like they were in Jersey and he was getting the Jersey like attitude. Like, what? What are you going to do? And she was like, oh, I'll beat you up. That's what I'm going to do. Like, <laughs> she's like, my sweet little boy was like getting all tough on me. Oh, no. <sighs> so, That's oh hard. Oh, my gosh. That's hard. All right. So we have many questions for you ladies. And the first one, we just wanted to kind of start off a little different is if you two had a magic wand, you would have, and and we know that a lot of us mostly work with women, but we want to be inclusive and talk men. If it's the same or different, whichever works, but if you two had a magic wand, what would you want men and women, women and men to say about their bodies? I would say for any and all genders, just it's in the title body. I love you. Like just truly being able to express love for your body. That's one thing that every human on this planet has in common. We all have a body and we all have a relationship to this body. And so much of what society trains us in is that it's bad or wrong and broken and in need of fixing or we're incomplete or whatever. So to truly have that relationship, absolutely. If I had a wand and I could wave it, everyone would love their bodies unconditionally. Mm. That's a perfect answer. And I will add that um, one thing that kept sticking in my mind prior to developing Body I Love You and everything was just this desire for 
men and women to wake up feeling worthy, capable, and possible in their bodies. And just imagining what the world would look like from that point, from that place as like, you know, just like as a foundation place for everybody to, to be with their bodies. Yeah. Cause we hold all everything in our body, right? It's like, we feel everything. We hold emotions in there. It's all, and we forget that this is just our, you know, like our vessel moving us around when we're experiencing everything through it. Exactly. Yeah. And we experience Absolutely. through our bodies. So if we can have that relationship clear and loving, that's going to affect the way that we experience life. Yeah. Being a coach for, I've been a coach for about five years now. And so many of the conversations that I have with my clients all boils down to self-worth of like, am I worthy of finding love? Am I worthy of starting my own business? Am I worthy of like being abundant with cash flow? Whatever it is. And taking that even a step further, I learned that so many people attach their self-value, their self-worth with their relationship to their body. Mm. And um I, I know that I can speak for Sean in the same that when I chose to intentionally tackle this work and really do the work around my body, it has allowed me to show up so powerfully in all areas of my life. And it's so crazy how the body stuff does show up. Like I wasn't showing up powerfully as a coach in terms of like social media or marketing. And it wasn't until I started doing the work that I like put a voice to this, but I had judgment in my brain of like, people are going to see me. They're going to have judgment that I'm overweight. They're going to come to the conclusion that I don't have my shit together and they're not going to hire me as their coach. Mm -hmm. So being able to acknowledge that and honestly, that's something that supports me. This is not a coping mechanism for everyone, but it's just laughing of like, that's fucking insane. Like what an insane assumption to make. Like right? why? Why limit other people's possibility or my possibility as a coach by like, you're just gonna think I'm fat, never mind. Like we just don't even have to have the conversation. So having having those breakthroughs has truly, truly allowed me to show up. And and that's just the the career example, you know. It, it speaks volumes about my romantic relationship, my family relationship, my friendships. It shows up everywhere. Yeah, that's what yes, yeah, so I noticed too. I the so I'm single and I'm online dating. And I'll notice that if there's a guy who I think is like really attractive or like his body's like really fit, I'll be like, oh, he's not going to like me because I'm not as fit as him. Right. And I noticed that story totally, playing and I was totally. like, fuck, that's not very nice. Like you need to chill out with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's so much judgment around bodies. I same, same thing. Yeah. Not, not in terms of dating, but yeah, yeah. there's always these thoughts of like, oh, that person's not going to like me because they're super fit and they're yeah. going to know that I'm not super fit. Yeah. So interesting. And so I think weird. relative to, I mean, I'm in a relationship, but online dating really opened my eyes to when someone's like, I'm looking for someone fit or active. And I would go to the extreme. I found, and I also coach women in dating. I, I find that women go to the extreme. And when I coached men in dating, I said, listen, when you say I want an active woman, you got to be careful. Do you mean, cause they will make it mean like so many fucking things. And <laughs> my last client, he was like, really? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, oh, I love curves. And then I said, write your ideal date because then it's specific and she'll know if she can do that. But mm -hmm. if you say I like an active woman, I said, I work out five days a week and I do all this stuff. I might not, 
I might hesitate. Like, oh, what do you, how, like how active? Are mm-hmm. we rock climbing? Do have, it, does it, is it code for skinny? Like mm-hmm. what are we- I think like six pack active. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. You think, oh, you gotta be ripped, right? right. <laughs> it, yeah. So it's so amazing. I remember one time I was at a, I think it was like, I don't know, women, we were somewhere at a pool, like girls weekend. And we saw this man with this belly and he looked at all of us, like six ladies. And he like rubbed it like, you want a little bit of this? And I, and one person was kind of like shaming him. Like, I can't believe he did that. I'm like, fuck, we all did that. What if we rubbed our thighs and our cellulite was like, you want a little bit? I am telling you the men. And whoever's interested in us is going to come like, yeah, like a dog. Like my dog does at a dog park. He's like humping the dog 10 feet away. <laughs> so true. <laughs> it's so true though. <laughs> I'm here for that vision of the <laughs> I'm going to do that now. Because <laughs> uh, I, no, no, oh. no. I'm going to rub my belly because my belly is one of the, the parts of me that I, struggle with accepting the most right and that's where I gained my weight first and yeah. so I'm gonna start doing that I'm gonna start rubbing yes, and be like you want some of this <laughs> hey, I will give you a real real talk this is a practice we give our clients is uh-huh. actually, especially because around the belly so many of us has, have sensitivities around our bellies mm-hmm. myself included and I started taking a practice of talking to my belly and actually I saw Lizzo went on Instagram and was doing I love her. Like, yes, let's get the Lizzo practice up. Yes. We had a baby five weeks ago. So I've been doing this as far as like, take your time. Thank you for nourishing this baby. You know, mm. we appreciate you. Yeah. So where my mind automatically wants to go, which is like, can you leave already? Like we <laughs> right. But um, yeah, I mean, just practicing compassion in any way you can. And that's definitely speaking, speaking kindly to yourself and especially those parts that we actively reject and avoid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So, so you already mentioned that. So that is something you guys include in your, in the program that you created is, is that practice. But like, can you tell us a little bit more about like the process and the experience you provide for the other women and men, if you have men, I'm not sure if you guys do, but. Yeah, we, Sean and I had such a fun time, honestly, creating this curriculum because it it stemmed a lot from our own personal journeys. Um, Something that I kind of joke about is that Sean and I are marriage counselors for your relationship to your body. Nice. And because like it's, it can be such an abusive relationship, right? Like, and we don't even know that that's the case. And it's not until like you're sitting on that couch with your significant other next to you that he's like, yeah, you shit on me all the time. You're like, I do. I had no idea. Like, I'm so sorry. So it's so much of the, of the initial conversation truly is awareness. Like we, we've grown so um, content or it's so normalized to have this like bully in your brain, taking up so much space and just like bashing your body. So we, we do spend a significant time around creating awareness with what your current relationship with your body is. Um, and you know, it, it is essentially a coaching conversation. So we're always kind of looking for the future. Like where, where would you like this conversation to be? What, what would you like your relationship with your body to be? And we talk so much about forgiveness. Forgiveness is such a crucial process within this. When I didn't have the language to attach to the 
kind of trauma and heartbreak that is my relate that was my relationship with my body there was so much blame so much blame of like society so much blame of like midriff culture in the 90s so, <laughs> so much blame like towards my mom like I would I would just be upset you know and forgiveness is a huge piece of it because if we're holding on to that resentment that's just more shit that we're we're holding on to so letting go is so is so crucial we talk a lot about boundaries in that way too boundaries for for other people as well as for ourselves um we talk about shame which is perfect for this conversation there's so much shame within the body experience and um something that sean and i say all the time is you know shame can only exist in the darkness and vulnerability is necessary in order to shed light on this. And, and something that we watched unfold time over time is this, this beautiful sense of like, it's almost like you see all these shoulders like raised in the beginning of this conversation. And then we start normalizing the conversation and everyone just kind of like mellows out a little bit. And they're like, holy shit, I'm not crazy. Or like, I'm not a freak. Like this is so normal to, to be feeling this way about my body. And, um, so it's, it's this beautiful sense of shedding light, being vulnerable, being a community, you know, because of, of that reason. And it's been so cool kind of seeing these relationships form within our groups. And um, we obviously talk about sex, sexuality, and intimacy, because that is such a huge um, pain point, pleasure point for a lot of people in terms of their relationships to their bodies. And um, gratitude is one of the is one of our favorite practices. Just like Shauna was saying of like the Lizzo practice of like holding your belly and retraining your brain, unlearning and relearning of like, all right, society tells me this belly that I'm holding onto, I should hate this belly. I should be doing everything that I can to, to get rid of this belly. And I'm going to train my brain that I love this belly. Cause like for Shauna, she just created a human life. There's so much to be grateful for there. And that's just not the first thing that we see because we're trained to see the bullshit, you know? One of the things we learned, we did a training this weekend and, and it's always been a, uh, valued because I think in coaching, especially when those, all of us who coach in groups at times is witnessing mm-hmm. is, and for this training, they were like, no, the healing cannot happen unless there's a witness or witnesses. Can you speak to that? Like, there is something so profoundly available inside of being in the healing process with others. How does that show up in the work um, you offer? I'll take this one. Um, so I got into this work prior, prior to doing coaching. I was um, leading group dance fitness classes and uh it's called booty school and so it was uh it was a get down and a party and it was a bunch of ladies mostly getting together and shaking their shit out and celebrating each other and the one thing that i noticed that piece the being witnessed was like viscerally healing in the spaces you know at the end of class we would go in a circle and then we'd have people go in the middle of the circle and like show off. Right. And so this practice of body expression, creative expression, and then being celebrated in that expression was just, it's magic. It's like where, why we have ceremony. Right. So, um, and I think the other piece that is 
you know, best friends with the being witnessed is just like the normalization of mm -hmm. experience. And that is one of the things that's built into the group work where, you know, there's lots of space for people to share their story, share their struggle, share their triumph. And when, when we can create the container that is a courageous space to show up and share vulnerably, that's where the shame gets dissipated. That's where, you know, we have um, our session five is all about sex and intimacy, as Sydney said. And that particular session is so cool because we, you know, we kind of go with the flow, but sometimes it'll, it'll show up. We'll talk about pleasure, right? And I remember this one session we had, um, everyone kind of started sharing what they need in order to orgasm. And we had one woman who was like, I need to be on my back. My left foot can't be under the covers. My toes <laughs> got to be pointing straight up and down. And just like very particular things. And we had this another listener who was like, holy shit. I didn't realize that my weirdness, that I thought I was just like this alone weirdo in, in, the, in the particular way that I need to be in order to have an orgasm is like this shared experience. Mm -hmm. And just in that moment, you, you have healing. Yeah. You have that like, Oh, I'm not alone in this. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm not, you know, this weirdo over here. <laughs> so yeah. the witnessing, the sharing, the, the allowing yourself to be seen and taking that step to Say, hey, I'm going to take up space right now and I'm going to share what's going on. All of it is, is profoundly healing. Absolutely. So we also wanted to know um, a little bit about your own individual journeys. Like how, what happened to you two that got you here, <laughs> not only loving your bodies and doing the practices, but, you know, teaching others. Sean, I'll let you start this one. Okay. Um, so like I mentioned, I uh, facilitated dance fitness classes for many years prior to getting into coaching, actually, even. And it was that journey that had that had me look at my own body stuff. It was the consistently showing up to be in my body um, with the dancing and the movement that really, it took me from this place of like, oh, I'm confident. I'm this confident girl. Like I know what's up to like, holy shit. I'm like uncomfortable with that move. I don't feel sexy. I'm in this room of people who are killing it. And I just feel like I don't belong. You know, all those things we do to ourselves when we're in group fitness classes, with mirrors, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're just like, oh, and you know, continuing to show up in that discomfort really brought me to a place of delight in my body, utter delight. I love moving in my body. I love watching my body. I love strengthening my body. I love feeling powerful, you know, feeling power in my body and then feeling power, powerful in my life. And, um, what led me to coaching was actually watching that process with my students. You know, they'd show up and they're like in baggy clothes. They're a little bit shy. They're in the back of the class. 
And then we, you know, week after week showing up, they're popping in with their hot booty shorts, with their hair flips. And they're like, you know, in the front of the room telling me to turn the music up louder. So um, I really wanted to be, uh, you know, I wanted to dig into whatever was happening in the journey of transformation with others. And that's what really led me to coaching. And then I got to this place where I'm like, oh, so dancing and movement is one avenue to heal your stuff with your body. It's a very powerful avenue. It was my first avenue. But also there's this beautiful avenue of coaching and conversation and connecting with others and sharing story and, um, you know, creating those spaces for that healing to happen. And so Body I Love You is really bringing that piece, that that coaching piece more into the, the spotlight of tackling this issue of our relationship to our bodies. So that's, uh, that's a little bit about how I got from A to B. (laughs) (laughs) You Sydney. Yeah. So, uh, Shauna has so much to do actually with my healing process. And I would say, um, the first time I really got into this specific body work was I, I was working intimately with a coach and I constantly had what, what we referred to as the time as weight release goals. And, um, I was never meeting them. And I, for those of you who can't see putting those in air quotes. And I noticed that there was this, this, I had a block, um, in hindsight, I now acknowledge that my coach for sure had a block around this discussion for sure. And I started using words like, I think I have a a problem. I think I'm addicted to food. And so I actually started um, attending an Overeaters Anonymous group. And that was a, such a cool resource for such a long time. I, I, the first meeting I went to, I went up front and I, and I shared and just seeing the validation and the head nodding and like the, oh my gosh, girl, I totally understand where you're coming from. That was such a new experience for me. I have never connected around my relationship with food with so many people in this way. Um, So that was a a big piece for me. And it was a great resource until it wasn't. I I fairly quickly reached a cap within that group. Um, And this, this is nothing to say for you know, a judgment around Overeaters Anonymous, but I did notice that the the groups that I was attending, there was a strong commitment to victimhood of like, this is my addiction. I, I don't have the freedom to view food beautifully. And, um, and a lot of people there did have so much self-loathing when it came to their bodies. And I actually remember one time we had this segment where we would like submit anonymous questions and we could like ask it to the group. And so I I anonymously submitted, name three things that you love about your body. And there was so much pushback in that room. One one woman even went as far to say of like, what a dumb question. I wouldn't be here if I loved my body. That's that's what this is. And um, I think after that meeting was like, all right, I got out of that group what I'm gonna get out of it. And I think there's so much opportunity to create another, another ceiling here. And Shauna was such a a beautiful partner too, in that um, I started developing this thing. I don't even necessarily know what we call it, but it was called the O Diaries because I have never experienced an orgasm by myself with any partner. 
it's not a sensation. And people, I get the most interesting responses from that because people literally look at me like I just told them a family member died. And I'm like, don't worry about me having very pleasurable sex. It is totally okay. Like nothing to be, nothing to be concerned about here. But I noticed I started asking my coaching friends, like explain an orgasm to me. And I was so intrigued because every response was so different, monumentally different. And people saying like, oh, I have three different kinds of orgasms. Like Shauna was sharing with me, like all the different flavors of orgasms that she has. I was like, there's different orgasms. And it was, it was so cool to see people, people who are like strong powerhouses would all of a sudden get all like bashful and nervous explaining their orgasm to me. And it was just such a cool, it was such a cool project. And um, I, I was really diving into this, to this project O is what I called it in terms of studying myself and um, really getting into like what it is that I love, what it is that I don't like, but maybe I'm just used to doing you know, all of that stuff. And unfortunately, um, a little less than two years ago, I was sexually assaulted and that took, I felt like I was starting from ground zero. Like I, I'm somebody who I love my curves. I love my, I call it my, my decollege, my decolletage. I love showing cleavage. It makes me feel powerful. I love wearing clothing that that's form fitting. And after the, the incident, I, all of that was so dangerous. It felt so dangerous and so scary. Like being sexy was scary and dangerous for me. So thank goodness for, for Shauna Mox. She, um, I, I started taking booty school, like right in the beginning of, of quarantine. And I was just super open with my process with her around, you know, some of the movements it's booty it's a sexy ass class and it's your it's it's we get to like channel that inner like sexy moxie little vixen within us and there were even some moves that I would do that I would have to stop doing because it was like I felt it's kind of funny to say this on the other side but I, I felt too sexy doing that so I would have to like stop doing certain moves and one of the sessions I remember just breaking down afterwards. And I just, I was like, not only did I feel sexy today, but I felt safe feeling sexy today. And that was such a huge breakthrough for me. And Shauna and I, I feel like that just ignited so many conversations around body healing and how we get to show up for one another um, as women, as humans. And um, yeah, there's there's so much stuff around. I'm, I remember, I think I started dieting at the age of like, 12. Um, and I've done so much work around relationship to my mom and, and her traumas and stuff that she's still healing from. But yeah, I was trained at a young age that thinness equals value, thinness mm -hmm. equals beauty. And um, just really kind of from this space of uh, igniting all of these conversations with Shauna, I'm just like, oh, so it's maybe not normal or maybe not healthy to be dieting before you reach puberty or um, to, to have like eating disorders at, at such a young age to hate your body at such a young age before it's even developed. It starts happening so early. So I feel like the more we started having these conversations, we're like, oh, the world is begging for this work. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. You guys are, I mean, I'm just blown away by just both of you and your vulnerability and will, you know, your sharing of, of all these things that it, uh, I want you guys to be in our Facebook group for the, the pussy book club. <laughs> I laugh. You always know when it's a good answer. Don't you think me, when you and I do stupid faces, like, 
and we're like, oh, oh shit, yeah, we, we have to talk now. Yeah, we have to like, actually. <laughs> I actually read, um, I read the book, I read Pussy when I was doing research for the O Diaries and it was a game changer. It was such a, it was, it was a really important piece for sure. Well, yeah, because I was thinking, I was like, that would be a really cool thing for you to lead, like, you know, to like bring to the group, like, hey, everyone, do you want to share what your orgasms are like? You know, because I think it, it would be cool to, that's not something we've actually talked about. So it's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Highly recommend it. I would love to. Yeah, I really got in my head. I was like, "What are my?" I'm with. Oh wait, they're different kinds, right? Yeah. I think what I realized too is not judging the different kinds. Like, that's good. That's great. That, eh, you know. Um, I was like, oh, you know. Right. Well, because the comparing, like, if you that's I have to remember not to compare myself to other people because I'll hear, "Oh my god, I had this like mind blowing orgasm." I'm like are mine mind blowing? Like the yeah. way that they're describing it. I'm like, I don't think so. Like, <laughs> and then I think there's something my wrong with me. Are my orgasms good enough? Yeah. Right. Are exactly. they good enough? Are my orgasms good enough? Right. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I have to say, I haven't gone there. I compare them to myself. Like, oh, oh. I have like those, this kind, it's us. It's like a, a nice, Right. It was a nice moment. Not like, oh, yeah. Well, cause I would have conversations with my girlfriends and and, you know, we would talk about it and then I'd be like, oh, what are, are am I, you know, and like question, like, am, are mine right? <laughs> yeah. Am and I doing it wrong? Erin, <laughs> honestly, even just that comment of like, yeah. it was a nice orgasm. The, the reputation of orgasms is like this mind boggling thing. You're like floating over yourself, watching yeah. it happen to you. Yeah. And it's like this next universe thing. So it's interesting and valuable information to be like, yeah, some orgasms are nice. Mm-hmm. And because then it has girls saying like, oh, cool. I have nice orgasms as well. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a freak or I'm not, I'm not, not stepping into my pleasure in the way that serves. Right. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And some people so are just better at describing things than other people, you know, very true. <laughs> so very, very, very true. it may feel differently, but they can't necessarily, you know, other people are like so dramatic or like, you know, using certain words where you're like, oh my God. And you're like, you feel like you can feel their orgasm just through them talking about it. Yeah, so. it's like poetry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I sometimes um, will describe my orgasm to my husband uh, in a graph. And I, Aaron, you were. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, this one was like, was like, ooh, ding, 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 ding. Boom. <laughs> it was like, <sighs> you know, and then sometimes you get up and you can cruise for a while yes oh, so oh my god I love I that I might, I might do that with my partner because he would totally dig graphs like he he has he's literal always runs his brain <laughs> and his new thing to me now is I'm little we I told him he was literal and now he says to me when he I say something too creative or in a cerebral way he's like I'm literal and I'm like okay <laughs> But even that is so valuable, like having the awareness around like what your orgasms look like as to be able to communicate with your partner. What a beautiful gift to be like, bro, here are my cheat codes. Like, let's like, why not have that conversation? It's so powerful. It is. That was, I started it with like relationship work, right? So like, why do all my relationships suck? And then doing work on myself. But then in doing that, I realized, oh, well, like, that's when I started getting to like my sensuality and my sexuality. And if I can, if I know what I like, that means it's, then I can tell my partner, you know, so it's like, it fueled my relationships even more. So it's Absolutely. so important. Yeah. hundred percent. I think that's a, a 
really profound piece of our work is, you know, when we can, first of all, take shame out of the conversation around pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that like removes the barrier to getting curious around your own pleasure, first yeah. of all, right? Which is so important. If I don't know what gets me off, how can I communicate that to a partner? How can I say what I, I don't, I don't have any discernment because I just don't know like what works and what doesn't. So, um, and then, you know, it goes into all of the conversations around boundaries, like honoring our yeses, honoring our nos and all of that. It's, you know, it's in a foundation of respecting our bodies. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah. Thank you for segueing into our next question because (laughs) (laughs) in your experience, what do you guys see like is working with our relationship with our bodies and what's not working? I'll take that first. Um, uh, so what is working is people are aware that there's another possibility for them. So especially, you know, people who say yes to our program, they're like, okay, I'm ready to have this uncomfortable conversation. Um, you know, most of our participants, I would say are like nervous on day one. And like, what did I sign myself up for? Like, who are these crazy people or whatever? Um, so that's that, like, once you have that awareness and once you have that, um, Ooh, I don't know if I want to be talking to myself like this anymore. And is there another way the healing has already begun? So that is something that's working is when we get to our, our course and our sessions, like people are down, they're here for it. Um, and then what's not working is, Oh, I would just say, I mean, one of the, one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this work is I spent so many years and I know that my experience isn't foreign. I've spent so many years having a constant tape in my head of how disgusting I was, how unworthy I was. And not just like in the morning when I look in the mirror, it was like all fucking day. And taking me out of the present moment, taking me out of these really cool, fun things that I was up to in my life and just like blanketing it with this not, not enough script. And so I was either actively rejecting myself or avoiding myself. And it's just a constant, it's a distraction. It's, it's so much energy, right? And so you imagine, first of all, I know that's not an uncommon experience. And what would your life be like if you weren't using all that brain energy talking shit about yourself? Like it just frees up so much space and so much space for something different. I had girlfriends, we admitted to each other one time being in bathing suits and being with our kids and our kids just be like, can we just go in the water? And there's actually this great article I came across a few years ago. Like, mommy, can you just go in the water? And my head, so let's say we're at the beach or are you're at a pool and there's other people walking. You're like, fuck, I have to take my towel off. I have to walk in front of people. I have to get in the water and like, oh, look at her. She looks great. Look at that. And I remember being like, we started talking about, it, and we were like, 
we talking about staying out of the present moment. And it's, and sometimes I used to do it when it was hot. Like I wanted to go in the water. I'm hot. I want to feel that experience of being buoyant and enjoying myself. And I wouldn't because of that voice in my head that said, you're not worthy or you're going to be compared. You're not good enough or you're ugly. So don't embarrass yourself. Like, don't let me save you. Yeah. The embarrassment. It comes across as, let me protect you. Yeah. I'm going to protect you. This shit should not be on show. Keep it in the beach chair. Oh, and uh, you know, our society totally validates that rhetoric. Like Mm -hmm. who wants to see that, you know? Um, And I think that that's, you know, one of the questions that we ask our group is what are you denying yourself because of what you believe about your body? Mm -hmm. And this part always breaks my heart because you'll have women who are, I've had uh, responses that are like, well, I uh, haven't dated in three years because I am not wanting to date until I lose this 10 pounds or something. Oh, I hear that with my clients dating. I'm going to date when I look a particular way and I was like, and you think that that's going to be the miracle? <laughs> the dating is, yeah. Or not having sex. I'm like, Girlfriend, go get laid. <laughs> about your 10 pounds. Like, so true. Nobody cares at all. And I think that, so one of my answers to that question always is presence. It, it, it takes presence out of my life because Aaron, exactly like you were talking about, you're not actually at the beach enjoying your time with your kids because you're too busy, like going through that whole spiel in, in your head and you are so normal in doing that. And I spent, I can literally look through so many pictures on my phone of like, that looks like a happy picture. I was fucking miserable that day. I could not stop tugging at my clothing and and fixing my hair and making sure I looked as perfect as I could. And it's, first of all, it's exhausting. And it has you going through life in autopilot. It has you not showing up to life. So I think that, um, I think what's not working, I think society has really failed us in just normalizing normal bodies. Um, when we do see like beach within a movie or a show or a commercial or whatever, like, yes, it's always somebody who's thin, no cellulite, no stretch marks, like perfectly put together. So we just automatically compare ourselves that anything that's not that is like, go ahead and sit down or like, maybe you shouldn't be in the water and how heartbreaking that we're not in the water with our kids, having fun, doing whatever we want, because that's what truly the important thing is. And it, it doesn't matter what you, what you look like. And it, it's, I think that that's a really frustrating piece for me is this constant comparison that we have and pitting women against each other in that way, for sure. There's always like this competition. And in terms of what is working, um, I would absolutely agree in that we're talking about it more. I think mental health is such a huge piece of this conversation as well. And I love that um, we're talking about it more. There's less of a stigma. People are like, wait, you're depressed? I'm depressed. I I thought I was crazy. And it's like, no, this, this affects so many people all the time. So being able to be more vocal about that, the fact that there is a powerhouse influential person on the planet like Lizzo or like who, whoever you're looking up to, you know what I'm saying? 
the fact that there is a platform for them to, to be vocal and speak their truth. I think the fact that people are, are talking about it more. I got so excited a few weeks ago because I was, I'm, I'm getting more researchy in, in, this, in this field of just doing my research of like getting mad and be like, yeah, I need statistics to back that up. And I was looking up, what does the health and wellness industry bring in annually? And I, I'm pretty sure it's like 72 billion or something like that. But when you ask, I was asking my phone this question and sweet little Siri pops up talking and she's like 72 billion, but with the progressive talk of body positivity, that number is decreasing. And I was just like, that is cool. The fact that like, that's even a fact that pops up on Google means that it, this is a real movement that people are actually paying attention and they're not willing to give their life savings at fingers crossed, this is the quick fix for me to finally reach perfection. And we're just like, what does it look to love your body now? So I love that it's finally being talked about. Is there a difference that you ladies have found, found, um, went a little Tennessee there, uh, from single, in relationships, married, LGBTQ, um, uh, race is there can you speak to if there's differences in what you see or how uh to respond or yeah I'll I'll um take that one I you know one of the things that we are developing currently is the facilitator training program and our one of our focuses for finding facilitators who want to lead this work is in diversity, because I acknowledge, Sydney acknowledges that we live in white, cis, female presenting 30, mid thirties bodies. And we're not gonna have the same relatable experience as everyone who walks this planet who has body issues, right? So um, in acknowledging that we might not be the best messengers for everyone, we want to find those facilitators who do want to bring this work to people that they represent. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I would say, I know, I'm gonna throw some statistics out here, which is- That's gonna give Sydney a hard on, a female hard on, so there oh, we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> so 90% of women, are dissatisfied with their bodies one way or another. And 90% of men are also dissatisfied with their bodies. Now the difference is that mostly women struggle with issues pertaining to their weight. So if you, you know, if you ask any woman, it's something around the 10 pounds that I got to lose or whatever. Now with men, the, the body issues are different. Um, they're more related to muscle mass and different things, but there's, it's all under this umbrella of body issues. And so what I would say is that whoever you are that, you know, as you're walking in this world, whatever cards you hold with your body circumstance, you may have a certain relationship because of that to your body. Um, and what I also know and what we stand for is no matter what, no matter how you're cruising through life, no matter your skin color, your weight, your ability, adaptability, there is a possibility for you to have a loving relationship with your body. And so that's, that's our base 
line belief. And we know that pe certain people have different, you know, they hold different cards in that sense. And so some people might have a, have a longer journey or a different journey in, in finding, you know, unconditional love with themselves. Yeah. And I think something that I was super passionate about coming into this project was Sean and I have kind of coined the term leading with vulnerability and that I've noticed that when it comes to um, coaching clients, when I share certain stories or, or when I phrase things in a certain way, it really connects because people, people are either, they have shame around it and it's, it's almost kind of like a, an easier, if, if I say it first and they're like, yes, that, that is exactly how I feel. Or sometimes they don't know how to put the words to it or whatever it is. So coming into this, I, I was like leading with vulnerability is my purpose. It literally wakes me up in the morning. I get so jazzed about it. And exactly like Shauna was expressing, I walk this world as a, as a white woman. It's, that, is, that is my experience. That's what I know in my body. And so we absolutely, like, I've never known a day what it's like to be in a trans body. And there's so many other factors that are involved within that relationship to that body. So yes, ideally we would love for trans people to lead other trans people within this conversation so that there is that connectivity, there is that normalization. And, you know, there's obviously so many diverse factors in, in what makes people's bodies so unique. So we are super excited about the facilitation program because we're not attached to it needing to be us delivering this message, but we are really connected to the concept of the world having this conversation. And it's so funny. I've actually been dealing with my own stuff when it comes to having this conversation with men. Um, and again, still working through this stuff, but I have judgment that men won't be willing to go there or that they won't be able to have this conversation with a woman, in which case, you know, that's totally fine. By the way, we're absolutely looking for, for male coaches as well. And last week I, in my, I'm in a networking group and I presented just like a little, like 15 minute taste of, of body. I love you, the experience. And these aren't like fellow coaches. These aren't like people who are in transformative work. These are like real estate agents and defense attorneys and financial advisors. And so I was like nervous going into this conversation. I was like, nobody's going to say shit. This is going to be embarrassing. And there were zero awkward silences, zero crickets. The second I would ask questions, not just people in the group, but the men specifically would dive right in eloquently, like just talking about their relationship with their body and I'm like literally tingling on the other side of this call because I'm like, oh, got it. Yeah, like men for sure need this work. And of course, the it's it's such a different conversation, women and women's bodies and, and men and, and what, it's, what it's like to, to be in a man's body and the pressures and all of that stuff. But it, it doesn't mean that it's less important. There's there's so much love and there's so much opportunity for love for, for all of us. So do we need to be the ones delivering this message? No. But are we going to stand that you get the message anyway? Absolutely. I love that. So we know that you both said you had an exercise. You were going to share a practice. You were going to share with our listeners. Um, you want to do that now? <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you want to take this one? Yeah, sure. Um, I actually kind of want to share two things. One is kind of a quick a quickie 
and so, orgasms around that really differently. So just so you know, <laughs> plateaus at different levels. <laughs> pick your pick your poison. Um, okay. So the one of the more powerful practices that uh, we recommend for people is doing mirror work. So this is simply spending time with yourself in the mirror. And, you know, there's, there's, um, you can start with literally looking at your own eyeballs and like, when's the last time you like looked at yourself in the mirror. And, um, the reason I like to suggest this is it's very confronting for people. So, um, you know, just like being in front of the mirror, noticing what comes up you know, what is that, what's your inner mean girl wanting to say about you? Um, and then realizing that we do have a choice point. Okay. So that's, that's what the mean girl's saying. Who else is in there? <laughs> you know, what else can we say about who we are and what we're seeing in the mirror? So I, I, um, I love mirror work and I also love mantras in the mirror. And the important thing about mantras is actually saying the words out loud. And I always suggest the I am statements. So looking in the mirror, looking at yourself in the eye and saying, I am powerful. I am fucking awesome. <laughs> you know, like how high can you hype yourself up while looking at yourself in the mirror? Um, I just think that that's again, it's a, it's a profound practice. It's a simple practice. Everybody's got a mirror. So that's the, that's the first thing that I would suggest for all of us and um, the listeners. Yeah. And doing whatever feels authentic for you as well. Like I, I took a bit to kind of get into mantras and not feel cheesy doing it. And so I was like, Oh, maybe I'm just saying other people's mantras and not my own. And so just developing these over time it's still my flavor of walking past the mirror and being like holy shit you are a magnificent piece of art and like that feels so natural like that feels so so good for me so truly yes like if you hear a mantra of somebody else's that you love absolutely take that on create your own like whatever it means to communicate with yourself and truly not just look at yourself but see yourself is like shauna said confronting but super super powerful I've talked with clients too about mantras, about how sometimes to get there, like I'm a magnificent piece of art. They might be like, I don't know if I can believe that. It's like, well, what can you believe? Like, I'm really doing the work to see myself as a magnificent piece of art. I'm like, then say that. That's 100. Yeah. 100%. And, you know, bringing gratitude into that, of course, you know, gratitude is like, a highway to transformation in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, and starting where you can start, meeting yourself where you're at. You know, maybe it's, oh, I, I am grateful for my hands because I can hold my son's hand. Mm -hmm. Like starting with the function. What does our body allow us to experience? Yeah. Um, and then the other activity that I'd love to share, this one, um, if you're listening you know, you might want to refer back to it, but I, I totally encourage you to take the time. It's a writing exercise. Um, the first part is to sit down and write a letter to your body as if your body was a separate entity 
and could receive your words. So dear body, da, 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 da. and in this letter, what I recommend is like no holds barred, right? The emotion, right? The frustration, right? The whatever comes up for you around your body. Um, this exercise will allow you to gain awareness of where your healing edge is. Um, and it, it totally shows, like you can, you can see it, you've written it, where your pain points are, where your strong points are. And, um, and it's like, a, yeah, it's just a really powerful awareness exercise. And then the second part of that exercise is to pretend that your body can write a letter back to you. Mm. And so you say, dear Shauna, da, 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 love your body. And, um, you know, there's not much instruction outside of what I just said. Um, but I would recommend either finding somebody to read your letters to, or actually hand your letters to somebody and have them read the letters back to you. I'm telling you, we've done this a number of times with dozens of people at this point, and it is one of the most profound exercises that I know to share with people. So, and the cool thing about that exercise is it's it's not even just a one and done. It's not even like shit that was a heavy. I actually do it along with the participants every time, and my letters always sound so different. And it really is. It's such a profound, absolutely, uh, practice. And it's a really cool way moving forward just to like, keep in touch, <laughs> like just, just making sure that you're still communicating with your body. And I learn something about myself every single time that I, that I do these letters. And it always brings me to a call to action of like, Oh damn, my body is pissed and I'm not challenging her more all right, bitch, we're going on a hike this weekend. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> or like, I'm really not showing my body enough love. Like, okay, got it. Like that's, that's good to know as well. What, what kind of affirmations, what kind of other self-love projects can I do to really take care of myself? Yeah. It's a really nice way to get that snapshot of where you're at in your journey and what's next. Absolutely. I have a question that's off script, so I hope you don't mind, but I'm sitting here like, I wonder what their take is. So um, like Louise Hayes, there's different authors and healers out there that say different parts of our bodies say something to us. Like I know, um, I'm a widow. So though it's been almost eight years, what happened right after the death of my husband was my hips just like locked up in some really crazy ways. And I did the work and I did energy work. I did yoga but I really started studying like, oh my gosh, where does the body, because people have these, Bethany and I just in this training, we were like, where's the pain and betrayal? Like, do you find any consistency? What I, I hear pain, right? Oftentimes, or like, but I don't always know if I've heard like around sexuality or lack of self-pleasure and then around also where the body feels neglected. Is there any themes that you're seeing in the work? Oh yeah, I could, we could probably do a whole other podcast. <laughs> that um, is, you want to do it. <laughs> I love, love the question. So I, you know, as I shared my journey to where I'm at right now was through movement and really through the study of my own body. And what I know to be true is our bodies keep the score. I guess that's a, some book, right? So our bodies remember 
our bodies remember trauma, our bodies remember pleasure. Um, and a lot of times we store whatever it is um, with the associated chakra. Mm -hmm. For example, our second chakra is associated with creativity, with our Shakti energy, which is our feminine, divine feminine energy, um, our pleasure, our sexuality, our sensuality. Um, and so when we have trauma in that area, our hips are going to lock up, you know? Um, and in the work that I did with the movement classes, a big portion, we would shake our ass. We would literally twerk. So, um, the, and the medicine of moving in that way is it's how you release trauma. So I don't know if you've ever seen like a, a scared dog or, a, you know, even yeah. if you're fearful, there's like a tremoring that happens. That's actually your body processing trauma in the moment. Wow. And um, so bringing that into the movement classes and doing that on purpose is actually a way to release that trauma. And oftentimes, well, all, all the time, I would warn my class. I'd be like, okay, we're going to be doing a lot of ass shaking today. Uh, what sometimes happens is we release whatever our hips are holding, our stomachs are holding, whatever our bodies are holding. And at the end of class, we're going to lie down. We're going to do a savasana. And if you feel in that moment, some sadness come up or some anger come up and you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> know that that's a totally normal experience. What is happening is we've, we've loosened up, um, I like to think of it as an energetic exfoliation. Mm -hmm. Nice. We're really shaking things up so as to release. And, um, you know, when those emotions come up, allowing yourself to express whatever it is, is the healing to do. Um, so, yeah, I, I, the relationship between trauma and our bodies and then also the healing process and the movement is, I mean, it's so, I keep saying this word profound, but it really is. <laughs> it really, really is. There's, there's such a connection between our emotional state and our, our bodies. And Sean and I were even having a conversation about since we are able to fully stand in our bodies and unapologetically say body I love you like you're a magnificent piece of art how our bodies have shifted in these ways how we do um consume things or like things affect our bodies differently it's just it's so interesting and I to speak to a point that Shauna had mentioned like the first yoga class that I took after my assault and this was several 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 months later um I remember I was going in I'm like this is great I haven't done yoga in a long time I'm expecting nothing and all of a sudden we get into this pose and it's like a faucet goes off I start hysterically sobbing and I didn't know what was happening because no one was like hey just so you know the the body keeps a score like it holds on to trauma and it releases it in crazy ways and so I had this really really intense experience and thank goodness for the yoga instructor she knew her stuff and she was not at all phased by what was happening and just gave me what I needed. And then I, I brought it to my therapist a couple of days later. I was like, what the fuck uh, happened to me? 
And she was like, oh, that is your, your body releasing trauma. And it's, it's so interesting in that zero part of me was anticipating or prepared for anything like that. It was such a physical experience from such an emotional trauma. And it's, it's so important. It is absolutely profound to, to release that stuff. There's, there's so much connectivity there. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for sharing my random question. So everyone who's listening uh, is going to be like, okay, where do we find these ladies? Where do we check out this class? Whether I want to attend it, whether I want to check it out, or whether I might even want to be a facilitator. Um, where do they go? What do they do? How do they get there? So the uh, main resource, we have a website uh, at bodyiloveyou.com. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's Anna's son, I think. Yeah. Or your tummy growling, I don't know. <laughs> no, that sounded, he was whimpering. It sounded like a little whimper. So we have, uh, yeah, bodyiloveyou.com. You can get information on the, um, the six-week group coaching experience, which we call the deep dive. And then also there's information on the facilitation training. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at body. I love you. Uh, you can shoot a DM that goes straight to Sydney. <laughs> and, uh, so if you're interested in the facilitation training or the group or, you know, whatever questions you have for us, um, you can communicate directly to directly to us there. Um, and then we also have a Facebook group that is body. I love you. And it's, um, it's a, it's a safe place to come to talk about this stuff, to get inspiration, to connect with others who are on this journey and to get a lot of my face. I go live on uh, our Facebook group quite often. And, um, Oh, we're just starting to explore clubhouse. Um, so we'll be, I want to get a club. I want to get a club going. Um, what else? Am I missing something? I think that's it. I think that's it. You can get on our waiting list for, um, so our next body, I love you. The deep dive, the six weeks experience, um, won't be launched until June of this year. Um, so if you want to get on the, the list to be the first to know, you can do that on our website. And so, and then if, what if they wanted to work with you guys personally? So say they, did, they were like, well, I, want, I need one-on-one -on -one work. Do you guys do that? Yeah, absolutely. So both of us are trained life coaches and the one-on-one -on -one work is a real fast track way to start clearing a bunch of this shit. So if you are, you know, wanting a better relationship with your body, if you're wanting a better sex life, <laughs> wanting a better relationship to, you know, nourishment and exercise, whatever the thing is and wherever it's showing up for you. Um, we, this is what we do. We'd love to talk to you and, um, you can hit us up, um, on the Instagrams, uh, our personal Instagrams as well. It's very easy to find us once you start getting in the wormhole. So we'll include those in the, in the notes, if you want to share your handle. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, for joining us today. Yeah. Really, oh my God. So much for having us. So much for having us. This is oh, so much fun. Here. And hopefully, if you guys want to join our Pussy Book Club um, group, you guys could maybe find some them in there too. Absolutely. Awesome. Like so much fun. Game. 
Cool. Perfect. All right, Thank everyone. You. Stay tuned. We're going to be reading these ladies doing intuitive hits in just a moment. Bye. Bye.